0: Welcome to A New Testament Journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Matthew 19 When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea, to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said for the reason a man will leave his father and mother to be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But if it was not this way from the beginning, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. Then the people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he has placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked the teacher, What good things must I do to get eternal life? Why did you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who, who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you should not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother and love your neighbour as yourself. All these I kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth then jesus said to his disciples truly i tell you it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven again i tell you it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of god when the disciples heard this they were greatly astonished and asked who then can be saved jesus looked at them and said with man this is possible but with god all things are possible peter answered him we have left everything to follow you What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you have followed me, will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left their houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or fields, for my sake will receive a hundred times as much, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last,
1: When I first read about being a eunuch for the kingdom, I choked on my cornflakes. The thought of Jesus forcing that on me or anyone else seemed impossible to digest. Today, I ate my breakfast just fine. Here's what I've learned. When we read the Bible, we're not just to take the verses about divorce or sex or any other commandment whack them on a handout and try to do whatever they say. That's not an adequate approach. It will likely underplay both the high desires of God and instill a kind of judgmentalism towards those who haven't followed the rules. Instead, we read in order to step into the poetry and the history, the law and the prophecy, to meet our God and be remoulded by him. This is what Jesus was getting at with the rich young ruler. He may have been following some of the rules of God's book, but he hadn't really met God in the book, and so he wasn't really following the ruler. If we want to read the Bible like Jesus, we need to read to discover the one who lies behind it. When we come to the Bible in this way, an encounter takes place. In this encounter, we come, become captivated by God himself. We begin to realize that not getting divorced Choosing sexual celibacy and giving away possessions are challenging and beautiful paths to greater intimacy with the joy-filled God who wafts life around like a cheap perfume. When we throw down the thrones in our hearts that we've built for sexual satisfaction, for financial well-being, for positions of power, we realise that there's a better one to put on the throne, a better way of life to find, a more pleasing allegiance than accumulation, masturbation or manipulation could ever provide. True camaraderie with God feels like treasure worth a thousand sexual encounters or a hundred new toys. We start to live a totally new life from deep convictions that have been rewritten in our souls. It is this a presence-seeking approach to the Bible, rather than proof-texting and rule-defining, that we're trying to model all throughout this New Testament journey. It is the approach that we see all throughout the New Testament church, And it's the approach that is the only one that seems to be worthy of our ridiculously awesome God who came to be Emmanuel to save people like us from our sins and lead us into life. Here's a question for reflection. How has the beauty and wisdom of God rewritten your expression of your sexual desires and your yearning for accumulation?